This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's talk to someone who is young and spry, who does not need a bloodletting, who is going to impart his knowledge upon us. We're talking about Zach Seiko. He is from the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast and a PSU grad back in 2018, also a contributor to the rival site for Penn State as well. Zach, good morning to you. And first of all, we have to mention, this is a great setup that you have. You look, if you're watching us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash badql, you have a nice setup here. You're clearly a Penn State guy. Just how jacked are you for this is the marquee match of a college football this weekend? I mean, it's a chance to save Penn State's season. That's the way the yeah. Nittany line should view this. The the part of the fan base, a significant chunk of the fan base has sold out on this team forever 10 and 2, but this is the chance. Whether people think they can or they can't, this is an opportunity to actually do it. Because if you beat Michigan, you are in the college football playoff conversation once again. And you have the only loss you have is to Ohio State, who is the number one team in the country, according to the committee. I am mesmerized by this ticker behind you that is displaying all of the Penn State stats. I'm like, blocks per game? Man, this is great info. Because I think it's for basketball. I don't think you have blocks in football. Or I guess you do, but it's not a stat that would be on the ticker. But I think the outside narrative for Penn State is simply put that people don't think James Franklin, as a head coach, can win this game. Do you think this is a narrative that is fair and do you think this is one that will be tested this weekend? Well, it is fair because the the record shows that, that James Franklin's not good against Ohio State particularly. Michigan, the past decade, if you look at that series specifically, Penn State's four and six. So it's not overwhelmingly in one side like it is Ohio State because if they didn't have the block field goal in 2016, it would have been going into double-digit years since the Nittany Lions beat the Buckeyes. But that's besides the point. And then you have the record, top 25 teams, top 10 teams, top 25 teams on the road. The, it's not flattering. Is James Franklin overrated? And there's other people that have had these conversations. He's not overrated. He's actually properly rated. But is James Franklin and Penn State overachieving? No, they're not overachieving. They're a 10-2 and two team. I look at this team and I look at this program over the past, I would say five, six, seven years. And they're almost on an Island because they're too good for the, what's behind them in the college football rankings, right? They take down Utah. They absolutely embarrass them in the Rose bowl. It's not a competition, but then they don't necessarily get pummeled. But when you start to put them in that elite conversation, Ohio state, Michigan, and hypothetically, right? The Georgia's, uh, Alabama, you know, just a couple of years back, but you know, Georgia, Michigan, in this case, 
there's still a sizable gap and Penn State's far from that conversation, but they're also ahead of the rest of the pack too. So they're in this, they're in their own little world at this point with too good for everybody else, but not good enough for the elite teams. Zach, when you look at Michigan, they have dominated every opponent this season. At the same time, they really haven't played anyone significant, certainly not anyone on the level of Penn State. So how much does that play into maybe Penn State pulling off a shocker here because Michigan has not been tested? Well, that was also the case in 2022. And I will be one of the first to probably still admit that I thought the Nittany Lions were going to win that game in 2022. We found out the Michigan Wolverines were much better. Uh, Michigan could do a lot of things in, in Ohio State. I thought Penn State would do this as well because of the schedule that they have. Michigan concealed some stuff. They, they were very content with running a vanilla basic game plan for the majority of the season. So what was on tape is what Penn State had to work mm. with in 2022. Is that a similar case here in 2023 that Michigan, because the luxury of this easier schedule, well, they don't have to go deep into the playbook. They can rest their starters in the third going into the fourth quarter because they have that benefit, that luxury. Penn State ha has played Ohio State, right? They, they played but West Virginia, Maryland, some other more competitive teams across college football. But I, I still sit back and believe that we haven't seen everything from the Wolverines because they haven't had to show it. However, you look at the statistics last year, six and a half yards per carry as a team. This season, four and a half yards per carry. And that's interesting to me because of the schedule that you brought up. It's a weaker schedule. So why aren't they averaging the same clip on the ground when Michigan is clearly that ground and pound type of run first team? What has to happen for Penn State to keep it close or even win this game? Turnovers. Tur turnovers. Mm -hmm. If you can, uh, J.J. McCarthy has been flawless outside of Bowling Green, oddly enough. All three of his interceptions come against <laughs> Bowling Green, a MAC team. And I don't want to disrespect Maction, right? That's Maction season uh, on, <laughs> on Tuesdays. But uh, besides the point, but that's how you do it. Penn State. The defense is elite. It's the offense that is holding this team back from being a, a true consensus college football playoff contender. If they beat Michigan, of course, the conversation changes. But what is limiting this team from a whole is the offense. And the defense has been setting up the offense nicely. You have 27% of Penn State's offensive drives starting on the other side of the 50 in opponent's territory. That's a really good showing by the Penn State defense, but the offense who... Yes, they beat up on teams like UMass, and they put up almost 40 against West Virginia. They just put up a 50 bomb against Maryland. The offense is getting helped out by the defense here. You do need to see more out of that. But the difference in that Ohio State game was Penn State, uh, the fumble recovery that was for a touchdown got called back. You're going to need those kinds of plays against Michigan if you, tr if you truly want to win this game and not just keep it close and, and be around it. We're talking with Zach Seiko from the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast, also a contributor to the Penn State Rivals site. What is the key to the Penn State offense here against that Michigan defense, which has locked down virtually everyone? Is it turning Drew Aller loose? What is the key to maybe trying to penetrate the Wolverines and get in the end zone? This is interesting because Penn State knows what kind of team they are. They're very strict with their identity this mm -hmm. season that – this is a conservative offense, whether that's the passing game and James Franklin 
has been at least limited with his praise. He said Keandre Lambert-Smith and Trey Wallace are are the guys. But outside of that, he really hasn't given any, any praise to the wide receivers. And that's kind of telling. We've been asking that as a local media now for six months. Who is it, coach? Who stood out? Not even a word about Dante Cephas. And, of course, he's coming off the two-touchdown game. Drew Aller's been very cautious with the football. It's turned into one interception and a fumble that's not his fault. But two turnovers by the Penn State offense. That's really impressive. In that same breath, this offense isn't exactly dominant, overwhelming. They're not taking the risky plays. Drew Aller, at his nature right now, maybe this changes over the course of his college football playing career. He's a conservative quarterback. Does he have the arm talent to do it? That's what we're all seeing. That's what we're all thinking. For Penn State mm-hmm. fans, that's what they're all hoping. But I think when you do have limited playmate, I, I like Keandre Lambert-Smith. I like Dante Cephas. I don't think Trey Wallace plays in this game. I like the tight ends. But there's still not that Marvin Harrison Jr. type of player on this Penn State team. So what Penn State's going to do is rely on its elite defense, have them set up the team as a whole, and protect the football and not put it in harm's way because you don't have to. And it's worked up until this point other than the Buckeyes. All right, so we're a betting show, and I am looking at this total of 45.5 because everything you've kind of laid out makes me think that this is going to be a lower-scoring game. But again, it's hard to tell with Michigan because they haven't really played anybody. Do you think we're going to see points at a premium here, or do you think that one of these teams can let loose and actually score some points here? I've heard a couple different approaches to this. It's There's the saying that what's always has been doesn't have to be, right? Just because it's happened in the past doesn't mean it needs to continue to keep going on. So J.J. McCarthy and Drew Aller are very talented quarterbacks. They're both former five stars in high school. But that's their high school rating. When I look at what these teams are right now, and I think about it from, and of course, you know, from the betting angle, these are two teams that do not like each other. These are two conference foes, whether you want to describe it as a rivalry or not. Jim Harbaugh, James Franklin, Penn State, Michigan hate each other with all with all the things that have been going tossed around in the media. These are two teams. So I think of that like NFL division rivalries, the Steelers and the Ravens. Those are typically lower scoring games because they're nasty division rivalries. This is almost the same sort of sense here. You also have the two top defenses analytically in the country. Michigan's the consensus, depending on what rankings you look at, it's either Penn State at number two or number three. So couple that with two identity, like teams that are run first teams, even though they have very good quarterbacks in terms of just untapped potential and talent. We've seen more out of McCarthy because he's been in college football, but going up against the number one and number two defenses analytically, what is on the line here, Right. Games that are, I know it's not a primetime game, truly. It's a you know, big noon kickoff, right? But games that are have a lot of implications for this. You're going to be more cautious with the football. It's like a game seven in basketball. You're mm-hmm. going to be, the possessions, the drives are going to be extended. You're not going to try to open it up and say, okay, let's, let's bring out the air raid offense all of a sudden against Michigan. You do that against teams like UMass, Maryland. You don't do it against the number one defense in the country in the Michigan Wolverines. So I think both sides are going to be looking to avoid to make that detrimental mistake. And James Franklin said to the local media, don't, or at least in, in approaching, he was speaking to the fans, don't be mad at us if the score is zero to zero after the first quarter. That's all mm-hmm. I'm going to say there. <laughs> 
He is Zach Seiko, host of the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast and a contributor to the Penn State Rival site. Also follow him on Twitter at Zach underscore Seiko. That is S-E-Y-K-O. Zach, we appreciate it. Great knowledge. Thank you. Yeah, happy to, happy to have uh, – thank you for so much for having me on the show. Glad I could join. You bet. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.